0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The Donaldson Pons is Tom Donaldson here on the first show of the new year, 2021. Uh, what? I am the chair
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is now. Yes, I am the chairman of America's PAC. <laughs> I'm am also the uh project director and research associate, America's Majority Foundation, author of eight great wonderful books, including The Rise of National Pos- populism and Democratic Socialism. And my sidekick tonight, Coco Kotski Coco!
2: Hello! All
1: right, well, you can talk about yourself if you want.
2: Oh, well, I didn't know I could do that. Um, yeah. Well, hey guys, what's going on? I am Coco, and I... Try to host as many times as I possibly can without getting sick. Um, and I'm a writer. I live out here in LA. I pretty much about me.
1: All right. So how's everything going for you in the new? I mean, you also how's your modeling gig? Uh, the, the marketing, how's that coming?
2: Um, it's going pretty good. You know, um, still doing it. I'm. I, I was really sick yesterday. Shocker. Um, I don't know why. I, I felt like I was coming down with something because last week my boyfriend came yeah. down with like something very, very small, but it lasted like a day. And yesterday it hit me and like, I was so weak, but um, I'm doing a lot better. And I, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm here watching Disney plus. I was watching uh, a movie called the brave little toaster. If any of you have heard of that,
1: no, I can't say I have.
2: Real, it's from the '80s, so it's a, it's a it's a movie I grew up with. Um, actually, I got really quick. So I, while I was sick yesterday, I was I, I I went down the rabbit hole of YouTube, which for those of you who know that, you know, you could like literally start watching this like ten minute video. And then the next thing you know, you watch, like, 10-minute videos, and it's, like, 8 o'clock at night. So that's basically (laughs) what happened to me. Um, I couldn't sleep. So I started watching this really cool top 10 um, myths and legends about Atlantis. And Uh I am, like, so obsessed now with Atlantis that uh, I ended up watching the Disney movie Atlantis. But um, I've always been really fascinated about just atlantis itself and i believe it existed at one point um doubted obviously it it doesn't exist anymore but like i said i was just i was watching these top 10 videos of you know like it started with like extreme roller coasters tom and there were some that I watched. You know, do you know there's an actual thing called volcano sledding that people no, do? I,
1: volcano so, sledding.
2: Volcano sledding. And obviously it's illegal in like every single area. But apparently, um off the coast in Croatia, I believe, there is kind of like a mini theme park, I guess. I don't want, I don't want to call it a theme park because it's not really a theme park but they actually do bulk sledding where you're sledding on a metal sheet on volcanic ash. So I was okay. like,
3: yeah.
2: well, that's stupid. <laughs> like I, and people were like, you know, said that you can have gotten hurt. There were, there was this one, I got to tell you, man, there was this one water slide they had and actually like they actually banned it because someone got decapitated on it. So imagine going on a water slide and you're going, it's going like, and if they say it was like 60 miles per hour that you would slide down. And that's pretty fast for a water slide. Yes, yeah, so it that. is. That's yeah, really so fast. Sorry. And not only that, but on the outside were like these steel doors. And I guess what happened was there was like a kid with a group of like two women went down that water slide and it went so fast that the metal sheet cut his head off. I'm not laughing at that. I swear I'm not laughing at the fact that he got decapitated. I'm laughing at the fact, like, who thinks water and steel? Like, especially, it, it was like a fan. So the fan would blow you faster than you would have, So it, even if it says 60 miles per hour, it felt faster. Yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know. This is obviously not in the U.S., um, but if you guys are interested in any where, top okay, 10 where, videos, where,
1: Yeah, so, so where is this?
2: I think this is, like, in the Netherlands. So, um, the
1: Beltlands have volcanoes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. You sure? the no. no, no. Have the, this, this,
2: was, this was the water slide. I the, oh, the okay. volcanic, I want to say it's either Brazil or Croatia, but anyways, I started okay. getting kind of down the rabbit hole of these videos. And what like I went through, like, I'm not exaggerating, I, I saw like 12 hours worth of this stuff, <laughs> and like they're quick 10 yeah. minute videos, but um. One of the real fascinating, you know who Bob Guccini is, uh, owner of Penhouse. Yeah.
0: At uh, one point. Yeah.
2: So one of the top I didn't know
1: he. I didn't realize he was still alive.
2: Well, I don't know if he's still alive. I do not know yeah. that, but um, this is really interesting, actually. So in the early '90s, I, by the way, the list I was looking at was top Mojo top um, abandoned hotels. So, and he earned the spot of number two. He ended up sinking $45 million into this beautiful fortress hotel, like, in the early 90s. And it was, like, it was, like, as luxurious as luxurious gets. Like, they would serve, like, lobster, caviar, you know, they had, like, these, like, Indoor pools, swim-up bars. It was beautiful from, like, the old pictures. And now it is completely abandoned. And why is that? Because one year, the hotel basically only lasted 45 days, by the way. Um, In one year, there was a thing called the Croatia War. War. And um, it was in the middle. That hotel was built right in the middle of the war zone. So he lost about fifty million dollars he it's never been sold. It has just been completely abandoned and if you look at it, it's kind of crazy because you could totally see the effort they put into making this such a luxurious place and now that it's like all empty, like they when when the war broke out that that was actually where the refugees took place that's where they lived because it was abandoned, and mm-hmm. everything is completely gone. They stole the furniture everything it's right now and and no and there's no way you can like buy it or you can't even you know go to it because it's in a war zone so um anyways this is it was just like a really interesting list that um I started watching about like abandoned hotels abandoned you know theme parks which by the way did you know there is a Wizard of Oz theme park in North Carolina
1: uh, no, I do not. Uh, it's, that would be a very it, interesting place, since uh, everything happens in Kansas.
2: Well, true. Well, this is actually really creepy. Um, it used to be a ski resort. I, I, I I'm, uh, that's what I've been told. And it's like completely abandoned, but they still have the wizard. They have the Wizard of Oz like statue still there, so you can like literally go there and explore. And, um, it's just really creepy, <laughs> so um, that's what I was doing with my time <laughs> was just looking at all oh. these different lists, but they were really interesting
1: hmm. well actually i mean i I mean would like to say uh because uh I mean we've been you know you know since my daughter's here, we've been doing all kinds of stuff uh I know she and my you know when I was watching football Sunday. I was watching the Washington football team. Uh, I was too. And Philadelphia, which, and they were watching the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. You
2: know, no. Oh, oh my God, so good. Yeah, so good.
0: That's what they said. Yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah.
2: Don't tell me because like I'm on. I only have one episode left, so I'm done with all the seasons until 2022. Well,
1: don't worry I'm about. So it. They're pissed. like on numbers. They're they're like on second or third episode. So, oh my God, it, like gets, it, it just gets yeah.
2: better. It just gets better. Okay, here's what
1: we're going to do here tonight. We're going to do bitcoins. Uh, we're going to start, and actually, we're going to start a series. On, you know, this, I'd like to do a couple I shows mean, on it, bitcoins. And by the
2: way, it's not just bitcoins, guys. It's it's like just all cryptocurrency.
0: Yeah, cryptocurrency. It's not
2: just because I I have an interesting story about a tip that yeah. I got. What? The, yeah, I'll, well, I'll tell I'll you talk what, about hold it. on. Yeah. Tip via yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, hold on to that tip. This is Tom Donaldson, Coco Don, uh, Koska here on The Donaldson Files on The Bachelor News Radio.
3: Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
1: Yeah, the Bachelor News Radio Network. Let me tell you how to you can get to our new website as we go into 2021. The Bachelor, and Bachelor is spelled B A T T H E L O R, News Radio Network.com. Uh, you got all of our shows listed. For example, you can click on the Donaldson Files and you can get some of our most recent showings uh, any time. Just go down, look at it, listen, and have a, for example, last week, if I'm not mistaken, on the 29th. Was that the uh, ladies' night? Was, is that when we did ladies' night?
2: I I've lost track of time.
1: Well, right, yeah. well either way, you can go back and listen to the show uh, at your convenience. And so and so like I say it's a great great website, it's new. We're getting we're all kind of getting excited about it because we're gonna be doing some new things going into two thousand and twenty one, so kinda of stay in tune uh to listen. We also got the Doctor Larry show, which i now will be a co host of. Uh, and then n- tomorrow night uh, so that's going to be at 7 p.m. following the Donaldson Files, uh, at the Wednesday edition. So bachelornewsradionetwork.com. Also, if you want to comment or have any stories about Bitcoins, you can call in at 646-929-0130. 646-929-0130. Okay, go ahead and start with your story.
2: All right. Well, so um, I looked on Twitter. It was like a couple days ago or four or five days ago. And I saw something trending on Twitter. So, of course, like I had to click. What is it? And it was something called Dogecoin. And it was trending all day. So I was like, tell my boyfriend, I'm like, you might want to like invest a little in this. Like one or two dollars. Like it was super cheap. It was like a dollar a share, basically. Or like 75 cents a share or something. It was really, really cheap, basically. And at the end of the night, he ended up making like $25 or 17 or something or something around there. And he ended up selling it. Um, my point in this story is that cryptocurrency is about to burst. I think it's going to burst. Um, Bitcoin, last year around March, was 10000 dollars uh Bitcoin. It is now thirty three thousand last time I checked, which was like two days ago. Might be going up again. So you can imagine if you invested ten thousand, you know, and now all of a sudden you have thirty three thousand. Um yeah. I've known about Bitcoin since early two thousand nine, which I had bought like I didn't buy a total share, but I brought I bought like half a share. And that's something worth around seventeen thousand dollars now.
1: Okay, let me put it this way: Define Bitcoin. Somebody says, hey, what's a Bitcoin? How would you define Bitcoin?"
2: See, that that's such a hard question, um, because how would I define Bitcoin? Well, having virtual money or like a digital currency, um, it's like an online version of cash. You know, you can use it to buy products, services. Um, not many shops obviously accept Bitcoin yet, um, but I have been to some shops. Ironically, this is a weed shop that I I frequently visit, and they have a Bitcoin machine, which was like hilarious. That was the first time I actually ever saw a Bitcoin machine in a store. It was at a as it was at a dispensary.
0: Um, okay, well,
4: yeah.
2: But okay, okay if so you want let me, me to explain it. it, if you want me to explain it, you know, you can relate it to like regular money or stocks um that bitcoin is regular it is money that has value and it's also similar to stocks because the value fluctuates like i've said it has gone up at least three thousand dollars in the last couple days it doesn't give any dividends um you know you know it's also based on supply and demand and you guys you guys you know what is you guys that stay up super late when china the china market opens that's when it goes up because they're all everyone in China is buying Bitcoin everybody Um, I also Mm -hmm. use Dash currency which is basically it's still not cheap like I have maybe two shares in Dash and I think that's like around like $200 Um, so a share is like $78 for Dash and it's similar to Bitcoin Um, it's obviously not as expensive but it's really good, as well as Pi, which I actually, Tom. I just, um, I just got a notification from my Pi network or um, are mining. Um, so right now I have about 150, you know, dollars, I guess, in Pi, and this is free. This was free when it first started. It was free. Obviously, now you actually have to purchase it. But I basically got um, free free mining and free and free uh, for the for the pie. Mm. So it's called a pie network. Um, mm-hmm. And it started off with a friend like inviting me, and it's like it's pie for pioneers. That's the the short of it. Um, and if this if this keeps up, you know, uh, in like ten years, I could be making one hundred forty eight thousand off this. Easily, yeah <laughs> you know, because if, if it hits like a thousand a share, I have one hundred forty eight, it's like one hundred forty eight thousand um, right so right. I definitely am very pro cryptocurrency. currency. Um, obviously, I'm not saying like invest all your money in it because that's just stupid, but if you have like some extra money that you can afford to like invest instead of buying like stupid stuff, like you might as well invest it. In either Bitcoin or you know any really type of currency um, that's around. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Let me answer this question. Mining. Yeah. When somebody says mining yes. in bit what does that mean? Because right? like I said, I'm not that familiar. I mean, I know some about Bitcoins, but I'm not familiar about how it, you know, the inner workings of it. So, and I know a lot of our audience are probably trying to figure out the same thing because you hear about okay. Bitcoins um, all the time. So, what's mining? When somebody said so mining, mining
2: okay. so yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining is basically, um, kind of like a process of creating new Bitcoin by solving like these computer puzzles in a way. Um, mining is, is to maintain the ledger of transactions, which Bitcoin is based on. Um, a lot of miners have been very, very, very sophisticated over the last several years, you know, using um. Complex machinery to speed up mining operations. So the other the other week when you told me you were talking about mining, I was like, oh, finally, we're going to talk about Bitcoin. You were totally something else. So for me, um, to and this is for just an, an example, to mine one Bitcoin is 10, Usually takes about ten minutes. So regardless of the number of miners, it still takes ten minutes to mine one Bitcoin.
1: Well, okay, so let me get this straight. It's a computerized. Yeah. You say game when you say game, or you say puzzle.
2: What do you mean? It's I mean, like you, a you puzzle. A You're puzzle. solving a puzzle. Right.
1: Okay. Well, I guess my question: How do you solve the? I guess that's my question: Solving a puzzle. So you got to solve a puzzle to get the Bitcoin.
2: It's something like that. It's a lot. It's a little more complex than that, and I'm not sure I'm the best person to like fully. Um. You know, give a thorough explanation. But basically, yeah. Um, basically, you would. You know, it, it's like a computer program. It's it, that's what it is. It's like a it's like basically a computer program. That's why a lot of okay. people who are math oriented are great for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, now let me throw. Okay, what's a wallet? Somebody says, "What's a wallet?"
2: Ah, yes, yeah, the wallet. I actually just got a wallet. Um, I paid 50 bucks for it. Um, the great thing about a wallet, well, let, let me go back and let me go into it. Um, so before I, I actually didn't have a wallet when I got my Bitcoin. Um, and I'll tell you why it's like super worth the investment that will have different types of wallet. Like this one company, Gemini.com, um, has a wallet. And what it does with your Bitcoin is it secures its storage. So it'll secure, you know, um, for not just Bitcoin, but, you know, for every cryptocurrency. So you are always attracted tr- to it. And actually, with that wallet, you can actually pull out and, you know, cash out or whatever you need
1: to.
0: Um, okay. You so basically, ba- yeah.
5: So
1: let me get this straight. Um, so basically, the wallet. It's like a a bank. That'd be a good way exactly. of describing
2: it. Exactly. And it's like pretty cheap to get. It's like 50 bucks, you know, I mean, if, if you're investing like hundreds, you know, and you're potentially going to be making thousands and thousands of dollars, $50 really doesn't seem like anything. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, there, there are different types of wallet Then you. Obviously you choose a pin code and you also have a backup for your recovery phase. So, um, what happens is if you don't have a wallet and you actually have a Bitcoin or any other currency, you um, can actually lose them from, as a result from theft, computer failure, loss of access, blah, blah, blah. So it's really important, I think, um, to hold these Bitcoin wallets. And these wallets are not accessible via the Internet. So no one can really hack into it.
1: Okay. All right. So, okay. Let me. Let's go. Okay. So basically, the wallet is like your private little bank.
2: Exactly. That you can
1: keep. Okay. Now. And so. And basically, by the way, um, you,
2: I I actually I actually have a good definition. I asked a friend of mine about Bitcoin and miners, and basically, miners use very powerful computers to do a huge number of calculations to help create what is called a blockchain as each one is completed, they are awarded a certain a certain number of coins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A game
2: where you can All end up becoming
1: a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Um uh, so basically you say it's not on the internet. What do you you know? So it can't be hacked. What do you mean by it's not on the internet? Where is it hided?
0: <laughs> Where's your little bag? Well, hiding? I
2: mean you can have it on your phone. Um, obviously. Okay. Um, And I guess that would be considered connecting to the internet, but um, it's not like, how do I explain this? So this is how I'm going to explain it. So maybe hopefully this will be a little easier, but the wallet is the device, you know, um, a program or service of which the store, which stores your public and private keys for cryptocurrency transactions. So if you want to cash out, that's what you use. Um, for storing your keys. Uh, a cryptocurrency wallet more often also offers functionality of encrypting and signing information. So it's really hard to hack if you have a wallet.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But not impossible.
2: Well, nothing's impossible, Tom. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah. there are a lot of things that are, are possible. Um, but it's an app that allows cryptocurrency users to store and retrieve their digital assets.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: if you're, asking, I, if you're asking me if it's safe, but if you're serious about security and convenience, um, hardware wallets will keep private keys separate from vulnerable keys, you know, inter- internet connected devices. You know, hackers would have to steal the hardware wallet itself, but even then, it's protected with a PIN code.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so basically, let me put it this way I've got, if I have my own little private computer, or my phone, um, and okay. you know, I'll have a wallet in the you know have the wallet on my phone or on my computer. So in effect, it's not necessarily on the internet, but unless they you know, but it's on my computer. So if I choose to do so, to to go say transfer money, which we'll dis, which I want you to discuss when we come back here on the Donaldson, mm-hmm. on the Donaldson files with Koko we're talking bitcoins and we'll be right back after this public service announcement.
0: I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are
6: too old for The media for flu. is exaggerating. I can fight
0: it naturally.
7: No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more
5: at flu.gov.
0: A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
1: Yes, but don't forget, again, get your flu shots, uh, protect yeah. yourself. This is uh, Tom Donaldson, Coco Konski, here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I, and, again, I, if you want to – go ahead.
2: Go, go ahead.
1: To say, Bachelor News Radio Network, uh, you can – it's our new website, News Radio dot network.com you got all of our shows, uh, including the Donaldson Files, the Dr. Larry Show, Locker Talk with Barry Bonds, You and the Law, which will be following – our show on this network and the Life Cafe broadcast, and don't forget the Gray Leopard, the Gray Leopard Cove, as well. So, and of course, the Bachelor News Radio Show, which is the uh, flagship show of the flagship network, the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want to uh, talk more and have asked any questions, uh, discuss this. You can call call us at. 319, I mean, not 3, Jesus, excuse me, 646-929-0130, uh, 646-929-0130, six, six, nine, nine, six, six, nine, nine, all right, okay, well, now, by,
2: by the way, real real quick, I got to tell you what I did on New Year's Eve, I actually went, right. we actually ordered from Buffalo Wild Wings,
1: oh, <laughs> ah, so what did you order,
2: Um. well, since I had, what did I have? What did I have? <laughs> I had the, obviously I had the wings. I, I, I gorged. Yeah. I got like the 15 piece wings um, with the, um, the, it was the, it was the sweet barbecue one. And oh my God, it was so good, Tom. It was so good. I was mm-hmm. I, I, like, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as, as it was, I think. I think because every time I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, like I, I end up pigging out and I regret it like the very next day.
0: I'm like, why yeah. did I put
2: that in my body? <laughs> but um, no, these were actually like really good. And like we got like these uh, their onion rings or whatever, and we ended up just watching Anderson Cooper get super drunk, which was really fun.
0: Hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said we my New Year's Eve was basically we sat home drinking champagne. Uh watched a little TV, and basically about midnight when everybody else went to bed, I did a Groucho Marx film festival, uh, Duck Soup ah. and Horse Feather. Duck Soup and Horse Feather. So what I think it' actually, I, I like those two That's actually fast. one of
2: my favorite movies, by the way.
1: Yeah. it's also one of the one of Well, the they kind of were political all stuff.
2: political satire at that time.
1: But, and the, the, yeah, but this was – I mean, it's a classic. It's, it, it is a classic. I, I just love – yeah, his song when he becomes the new president. And he said if you just wait to if you think it's bad now, wait till you I'm finished with you. That's <laughs> just
2: a great uh just a great, great yeah.
1: uh they were great. great. Yeah. They uh, were really great. great. Yeah. All right, okay. Now Okay, we so we got the wallet. We kinda transfer before we talk about transfer, okay, here's some of the things. Uh I just looked, here is a survey that was done by H, you know, by a company. Thirty-six percent small medium businesses do accept bitcoins. Here are some of the most popular companies: Microsoft, AT and T, Burger uh, right. uh, Burger. Actually, there's a Burger King. Uh, what?
2: Okay, some, that I did yeah. not know at all. Yeah.
1: Okay, so um, it's right here, it doesn't look like everywhere, but it says like a German branch of a Burger King has announced bitcoins and. Here's the interesting thing Burger King in Venezuela now people have to understand in Venezuela it's basically a, it's an economic basket case inflation going thousands of percentage I mean it's just right I mean base yeah I mean it's basically a you know as they say you know it's a what's that word that was once used a crap hole this would be classified as one so I think it's fascinating that Burger King outlets in Venezuela are accepting this or announcing a deal? Because in effect, they're saying we're not going to. Ex- I wonder how much of that is due to the fact that this is again why I want to get more into this area down the road as well. Right. Because because basically, it's a separate currency. Would you? You know, it's it money. It is,
2: and, I'm, and if for those who are saying it's not real money, well, um, hate to break it too, but you can say that to as many people you want. But if those who invested in two thousand nine, like a good friend of mine, has. Um, he's now accumulated like over like four hundred thousand dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it's not it's not all just BS. I mean, yeah. if you keep if you look if you're looking every day, you, if, you, if you if you're a part of Robinhood, um, you can check out the Bitcoin inflation and it's like doubling each day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's
0: well, each day? Yeah.
1: Well, it's, yeah. I mean, the point here – I mean, here's the thing it comes into play here is that – is, okay – I mean, here's some – like, in the case of Venezuela, when you have a currency that just basically is worthless, what do you do? Where the you – know, you're basically the worthless currency. Well, that,
2: that, that's also really confusing because this is like – out of all places, I would not accept a Bitcoin machine in some restaurant in Venezuela. Like, I really wouldn't. Um, I get it at weed dispensaries. Like, I totally get it. You know,
1: <laughs> actually, no. We, actually, I do see it. I do get it, because if the money you got, if you got a Venezuela, let's say the Venezuela dollar, which
0: mm-hmm. uh, Venezuela
1: dollar, it's worthless. And you're trying to figure like it's one of those things where okay, today's worth a thousand, tomorrow it'll be worth twenty thousand.
0: I mean, right. you got
1: hyperinflation. Well, you got to figure out some way, some currency uh, to essentially. Be able to buy something, even if it's sort of like a hamburger meal at Burger King. So I mean, I right. understand that completely. I mean, in effect,
3: yeah. they're bypassing I mean,
1: they're bypassing the the banks and the currency of that particular country. You see right. where I'm going with this? KFC. Now yeah, they got a KFC. overstocked. Several submarines. Overstock, branches.
2: yeah. I absolutely knew about Overstock, yes.
1: Okay. Pizza, there are Pizza Hut. Pizza uh, yeah, Hut. Oh my God. Yeah, Where Pizza Huts. I mean, this is. A, yeah, okay. The, my, here's one. I'm, I'm shocked by the you said Miami
2: Dolphins
1: Yeah. The Miami Dolphins football franchise tends to give home game attendees the ability to pay with Litecoins. In bitcoins, when purchasing mm-hmm. tickets for the 50/50 raffle, so it's not for tickets to buy the game, but they're saying in effect, you know, if you want to participate in their raffle, there's a lot of these sports will have, you know, they'll do, you know, you pay, you know, you pay x number of dollars, get x number of tickets, and and then they basically split the raffle between 50/50. So and it benefits the Miami Dolphins. So that's oh, and here's the other one. Now this doesn't surprise me because Mark Cuban's one of these type of guys. Dallas Mavericks accept bitcoins as a method of payment for both game tickets and merchandise.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not like you know that doesn't shock me. I mean I know a lot of a lot of online some online stores accept that, um, but that's kind of crazy if you think about it.
1: Yeah. So Okay, let, let me Okay, let's 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 take an example here. Let's do I'm going to do something with you here. All right? You want to buy a ticket to the Dallas Mavericks game. All right? And they have a so how does that work? How do you transfer out of your wallet to the Mavericks? How would that process work?
2: Well, that's a really good question, actually.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, that's, thank and you. And the answer that I, <laughs> I have for you. Um, so what would you do is whether you're purchasing something or using Bitcoin to add funds to an online account. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's say you want to buy tickets to Dallas Maverick Games, right? So... Um, the process is basically really similar across the board for using it. It's like a click. You give the site your wallet information, which is a QR code. So for those of you who don't know what QR code is, it's very popular nowadays. Like a lot of when I was actually, before we got locked down again, um, I, I had gone outdoors to eat. And instead of a menu, we looked up their menu. They gave us like a little card. We didn't touch it. And it has, mm-hmm. like, a code, and you can scan. All you have to do is open your phone, um, and when it scans it, it automatically will pop up. It's something, a, a link will pop up for you. So when you're scanning, yes. that's a QR code, and so you can read on that. So it's especially if you're doing this, on, it's only really on mobile. Um, you confirm your, or, your information, and you place your order, and that's how you buy things with Bitcoin is through your
1: QR code,
2: and through your wallet, which is exactly why it's important to have a
1: wallet. So I would basically, okay, I would say, okay, I want to buy. Let's say it cost me fifty bitcoins to buy a ticket to the Mavericks game. So I would take bitcoin it out of my wallet. Five hundred
2: thousand dollars. Tom, <laughs> each bitcoin is worth thirty-three thousand dollars.
1: Oh yeah. All right. All right. Let's just. Well. all right. <laughs> Well, whatever like, – whatever the Bitcoins I need okay, to go so buy me I, a I ticket. Actually,
2: I actually have a step-by-step on how you would do that. So the first You're thing doing, is you yeah. set up your, your – you first would set up a Bitcoin wallet. The first step would be to open the wallet. You load your wallet with you know, your Bitcoin, um, and you enter the details of the receiver. You order – you can actually, guys, you can order a Bitcoin debit card if you want you can load your card, which I think would be the easiest thing, to be honest. Um, yeah. But again, that can also be potentially like hacking. You give out your pin code, which please do not do that ever. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like your bank pin code, except it's probably way worth way more than what you actually have in the bank. Yeah. Um, you enter your details and you swipe or tap, and that's how you pay for things.
1: All right. Okay. Let me ask you this question. How many, I mean, what would be the translate? Let's say, for example, a Mathwick ticket is going to cost me $120.
0: Okay. So how many,
1: how does that, I mean, and a Bitcoin is worth 33,000. Obviously. So how do you transfer to get enough to get that hundred dollars?
2: Well, you would find out like it's simple math. You would find out, you know, um, Exactly how much you need, and and I'm pretty sure the website will will do that for you. Like if you're buying something, it'll show it will tell you this amount for Bitcoin.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, zero zero point four or something something around
1: that. Okay, so okay, so basically what it comes down to is what's your Okay, so what you're telling me is, is uh, you know, you'll be basically paying a percentage like, okay, uh, a third of a Bitcoin, I mean, not a third, about a, a p- one hundredth of a Bitcoin to get the equivalent of, let's say, what it would cost to make sure that you got your ticket. And then basically they'll send you something online to put on your phone, uh that's, you know, phone that is the ticket, you know, like they always do, like at Ticketmaster mm-hmm. or whatever. So is that is right. so that's essentially what you're doing. Okay. Well, see, that's the question I always have, because if a Bitcoin is worth $33,000, so basically what you're really uh, paying for is, you know, whatever the equivalent of $100 of of that Bitcoin is what is it gets transferred over. Is that correct?
2: right um i believe that's correct like again don't um <laughs> please don't take my word yeah. for it but um because i i am pretty new myself i mean even though like i do know certain things about bitcoin i'm definitely not a professional i would never say am a professional um yeah but i do have a lot of friends who are very into it and you know a lot of the times like you know they they've been just putting money into bitcoin or they've been putting money into different types of cryptocurrencies
1: well, hold on to the thought. Yeah, This is Tom Donson, Coco Khonski, here on the Bastard News Radio Network uh, on the Donaldson Files.
5: Tune in to You and the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Chief Keith Humphrey. The show focuses on law enforcement and their relationship with the black community while letting you know your legal rights as a citizen when confronted by the police. Listen live every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. In the podcast every Monday through Sunday at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern at thebachelornews.airtime.pro.
1: Yeah, don't forget to listen to You and the Law that follows this on this particular network also. You can get You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. You go on the website, and there it is you know, you can just simply click the show you want and listen re listen to it and uh and like say and if you want to comment on this, uh call me at six uh six four six nine two nine zero one three zero six four six nine two nine zero one three zero. Okay. Chain mean anything to you. I mean, I, I caught that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Go ahead and explain that.
2: So, um, a blockchain is like basically a technology that enables the existence of cryptocurrency. So a cryptocurrency is a medium of exchange, so just like basically like the US dollar. But it's but this is digital and it uses encryption techniques to control the creation of those units and to verify the transfer of funds.
1: Okay. So basically, the blockchain is kind of like the uh, how should I describe it? Uh, the record keeping, is that what you're it, saying?
2: Exactly. It's it's like a, it's like a keeping of record transactions. For example, Ethereum network are both based on blockchain.
1: Mhm. Okay. So all right, now let me ask this question here to you, okay? Because the other aspect comes in, but let me give an example, okay? Yeah, I was curious. So there was this, uh, yeah, I think it was a, an IG site, a lady selling bitcoins. So I said, okay, what's your company? Because I was just curious. I was just going to say curious, and she gives me this company, and I said, and I look it up, and they have a Chicago office. I'm looking at the phone number, and I'm like, wow, this is a bogus phone number.
2: Uh huh. What? 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 <laughs> and, wait, hold on. You saw this on Instagram?
1: basically on these instagram because they you know they have i mean yeah so i mean
4: yeah
1: so basically there's all these people advertise themselves as bitcoin miners or you know hey we can help you get through the bitcoins and we'll be yeah well that, blah, that's blah,
2: blah, blah. all bullshit that's all bullshit tom that's all bullshit yes. okay. that's complete first of all you wouldn't be you wouldn't be advertising on instagram <laughs> Sorry, but I have yeah. seen that. I have seen a lot of these the scammers who are like, oh, cryptocurrency, blah, blah. blah. Um, but no, like, you're going to go through a reputable site. You know, you're going to go, you know, you're my, my, the one thing I would do is just research. If you're truly interested in this, this is the thing you really have to do your research on.
1: 100%. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. What is if, uh, now, how did you, what did you – I mean, obviously, you have friends who know this market, know this business. So the question I'm going to throw back to you would be, okay, is how did you find – how did you – when you did your investment, you know, how did you find that person or that group that you invested in? You know, what did you get through to, um, the well, research I, to do I, that?
2: Robinhood. Okay. You know, the Robinhood app. Absolutely if you're going to do that where you can buy little the thing is you can buy increments of bitcoin. you don't have to buy a full bitcoin you know yeah. you can buy let's say you want to put down a thousand dollars in bitcoin, you'll get like a certain amount of shares um and and that will keep going up for you you know again unless, unless like it bursts like you know it, it's like the stock market it it's 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 always a gamble when you're investing yeah, in
1: yeah,
2: but, yeah
1: i guess okay, let me put it this way. what are some of the top bitcoin companies out there?
2: The top Bitcoin companies out there.
1: Oh, well, um, okay, would you? Well, let me let me let me put it back this way. Trade with a company or a group of investors. Okay, so, um, who, do, who do you? These are the, where did you get your? Well, where did you get your bitcoins?
2: So for me, um, these are the top Bitcoin sites for crypto investing sites. Um, BlockFi. I I mentioned this a million times. Robinhood. <laughs> um, yeah eToro, there's Bitcoin BitcoinRA, HitBTC.com, which is Bitcoin, um, Binance, um, there's Kraken.com, which allows actually allows margin trading. Um, and there, there's also this really interesting called CoinMama.com, which differentiates itself by letting you buy crypto with an actual credit card, debit card, Apple Pay, or bank transfer. So mm-hmm. those are like the top Bitcoin and crypto
1: investing sites that you can use. Okay, and how did you go about finding yours, uh, your investor? Did you do to? to, Okay, Robin, how did you find me? What did you? What? Where could somebody go and find information on Robinhood?
2: I mean, it's it's pretty. What I like about Robinhood is it's pretty simple. You know, it's. um, you you log in you 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 put up your I guess uh, bank info or whatever your, your not your bank info but your routing number and you know your uh, account number um, and you're pretty much set with that um, and you can take a look at the many many different um, many different investing you know what what are you interested in? do you want to invest in something that's health do you want to invest in just straight up bitcoin do you want to you know it really depends on what it is that you are investing yourself you know okay
1: so they're the, like the a the multiple investor. yeah they're Oh multiple. my god yes. not just yeah
2: uh, my god yeah
4: yeah
2: absolutely all right and okay. i think for me for me, like um, I actually gonna log into my my Robinhood after this to check on some different stocks. Um, for me, though, like like I said, like if, let's say you put a thousand into Bitcoin, right? Um, yeah. You're obviously not gonna be making thirty-three thousand. Like I'm just gonna put this out there, you're not gonna be doing that. But you will increase yeah. your money value for sure. Um, yeah. I think last summer, maybe not like March. My boyfriend put in thing was like two thousand dollars in Bitcoin, and I think he checked it. He's up to twenty five thousand right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So he's almost at a full Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Okay. So.
2: But I will uh, remind uh, you me... that was I, I will remind you though that that was when Bitcoin was only ten thousand, not thirty three.
1: Yes, yeah. which it is right now. All right. Why is it going yeah. up? Yeah, you because know, what you know when you talk
0: to your advisor, people buyer, are buying
2: are people are buying and they're really interested and especially in China, I mean that's what I said, like if you stay up Sorry. if you stay up like let's say like ten o'clock or whatever at my time, um, you'll or no, it's like four o'clock my time, you'll notice
0: a huge, huge boost.
2: Um, and it's because like China people are buying
1: it like all over the world, are yeah. it's especially in the Chinese market mm. right now. Hmm, that's interesting. All right, now, let's talk about some of the strengths. Okay, here's some of the things that I was one piece. Privacy and, uh, you know, so explain to people, you know, why this is, like okay, I say, purchases uh, between users are entirely private. Explain, you know, could you go ahead and explain okay. why, you know, why that is possible?
2: So Bitcoin is not anonymous, so you cannot hide your identity. But the identity of the user behind an address remains unknown until information is revealed during a purchase or other circumstances. This is one of the reasons why Bitcoin addresses should only be used once. So it's not like it, like, so so you want to buy your MABR tickets, which, like, I think that would be like the stupidest thing because it's like, you know, you you don't you don't want to spend your Bitcoin. You want to keep and save it. Like you don't. I mean, if you want to sell it, you want to sell it. Yeah. But um, the more I guess you spend throughout, like on different sites, like you know, you're more likely to be hacked. Um. Another really uh, interesting is that the fact that Bitcoin transactions leave a trace is not enough to deter criminals. Um. Because they can spot and study patterns of the movement of cryptocurrency to profile and de-anonymize suspects. So this is like actually an article about the FBI if they trace Bitcoin. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to make your Bitcoin untraceable, um, the key step in making Bitcoin more anonymous is to mix your coins. So often called coin tumbling or laundering. Which involves mixing coins from multiple parties, and by doing so, you can actually break the connection between the sender and the receiver of the coins, and therefore make transactions practically impossible to trace. If you're mm-hmm. complex like that.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. So basically, hmm. all right. Now, let me let me do this And also, this piece here. is
2: really just interesting. This is interesting. It just popped up. Um, Bitcoin is not illegal, so. There may be room for tentative recognition of ownership over the thing because it va- it's valuable nature. So, if someone hacks your Bit Wallet. They are, they are they're setting up anti hacking laws in place, up to fifteen years in prison.
1: So, if someone steals well, your way, Bitcoin, they're going to jail. So, yeah, well, actually, it makes sense because basically, what you're really doing is stealing. It's like stealing from a bank, only you're stealing from you. Right,
2: absolutely. <laughs> So. Um, also, if you're tending to go through an anonymous wallet, um, these were the top Bitcoin anonymous wallets of 2020. Um, Ledger Nano X, which is a recommended wallet. Um, Samurai Wallet, which is for Android. Pint Wallet Mobile. Um, there's a paper wallet, which is a hardware wallet. Um, and Electrum on Tails operating system, which is an anonymous mobile wallet. So you can actually remain anonymous if you, if you wish to. Mm-hmm. But I, I I would I would not recommend that.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Also, here's the, here's another here, here here's another uh, really interesting. Can the IRS tax Bitcoin? Yeah, uh, can... Well, Bitcoins are held as capital assets and are taxed as property. So, like stocks or bonds, any gain or loss from the sale or exchange of the asset is taxed as capital gain or loss.
1: Okay, so basically, uh, if you make money off it, you'll be taxed based on what you make. Like anything else,
2: yes, yeah, pretty much absolutely okay which I mean, may makes sense i mean it's like it's exactly yeah. like the stock market, you know yeah
1: all right, all right. so how did you origin you stated how did you originally get into this yeah. I,
2: I have regrets, Tom, I have such regrets, so back in two thousand nine, let's look at how much was bitcoin? In
1: well, 2009. Yeah.
2: So let like, hold yeah, on. I, let, let's look this up. Okay. So in 2009, the price is zero. Like you could literally right. yeah. get bitcoins for free. Yeah.
1: Because that's when it so, started.
2: So, um, and then it started. Um, it it was quite reasonable given basically like 1.6 million bitcoins were mined in 2009. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a friend of mine who is like a total conspiracy theory nut. And he was telling me about Bitcoin and I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, long story short, um, he bought like 50 or 60 shares of it and now he's worth like a lot (laughs) because of that. Hmm. Um, so that is actually one of the most saddest moments of my life is that I didn't listen to him. Um yeah. and now I'm like, Ugh, this sucks. I could be like I mean he's not a millionaire but he, he's ranking at least five hundred to like seven hundred thousand dollars. So Yeah. <laughs> I could have used that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, all right, let me see here. Let me see if i got any more questions because we're getting to that part of the show. And
2: by the way, Tom, uh, in four years, it's estimated that the, the price of a Bitcoin will be as little as 100000 up to a million.
0: Hmm. So
2: they yeah. weren't wrong before.
1: That is true. Well, let me – yeah, I guess the real question comes into play is this. Could bitcoins be a significant currency? Oh, absolutely. And the reason, because uh, 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 you, well, cause basically we have a fiat con- currency anyway. We have a dollar. You know, a dollar is basically a fiat, whatever. Uh, so right. the question is, if, and we go back to again, I'm going back to Venezuela because it does make sense to me that, uh, it does make sense to me that one would in fact. You know, use a Bitcoin. If for no other reason, that uh, if your currency is worth a, you know, isn't worth anything, you got to figure out a way to pay for something, to pay for your basics. I mean, it's I mean, it's not a surprise to me that the food industry, Pizza Hut in Venezuela or Burger King, are in fact using this. This does make sense to me. Right. So right and i and I really would like to explore that more and more as we get into you know you know we need to kind of bring some people. I do think that this is is in fact going to it's not just about making money but you' are uh, i think we may be witnessing a separate currency outside of the of the banking system outside of national currency where people yeah. can actually pay for things or. Use their own currency if they feel that you know to replace the dollar, the yuan, or the euro. Yeah, I think it makes absolute sense. So. Uh,
2: yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's it's definitely something to look into. Yeah. And
0: well, yeah. So that
1: I mean like I said I think it's one of those things that would be worth exploring because uh because it is a totally independent market uh you know outside of the system it, it, and so right. it's it's something that let's say governments would have a hard time expo- I know there is now attempt to get government involved with the Bitcoin market so uh yeah, and so, uh, all right, now tomorrow's show, uh, we got Jennifer Carbira Car- Carabira will be joining us from Rational Thought. Uh, and don't forget, I will be helping Dr. Larry co-host the Dr. Larry Show. Uh, so I, there's a, like a two-hour block of the Donaldson Files and Dr. Larry tomorrow on the Block Talk Radio Network. Plus, you can also get all of this on the Bachelor News Radio Network uh, You can get our show And other great shows So this is Tom Donaldson This is Coco Konski. We're both saying goodnight night. And we'll see you tomorrow night Here on the Donaldson Files
7: want to welcome everyone to you and the law on the bachelor news radio network we want to say happy new year to all of our listeners and for all of those new listeners who have tuned in to you and the law we are glad to have you uh listening to the uh podcast show on one of the uh, hottest uh, podcast networks around and that is the bachelor news radio network and so uh Without, we have a great show uh, planned for uh, our listeners today. We've got uh, a group of people who's going to be coming on talking about a, a case out of uh, Oklahoma that is, involves uh, Julius Jones, and uh, so we are excited to have those guests join us today. But uh, I've got to introduce everyone to my co-host. Uh, who goes by the alias Chief Swag. So, Chief Swag, brother, how are you doing today?
8: I'm not talking until you introduce me as the host. I told you I was going to give you the rest of 2020 to call me your co-host. It's a new thing now. You, you introduce me in the proper way, uh, Chief Green, or I'm not going to participate today. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, you know what? I may have to reach out to L.A. because I was for sure <laughs> that you said that I could hold this title, that this title would be bestowed upon me for 2021. Now, I may be wrong, but we uh-huh. can go back and we uh-huh. can listen to the to the recording. So, you want to put some money on it? No, no, man, because anytime people say put money on it... <laughs> There's something behind that, so so I, I just have to, you know, ask La, you know, man, see if you can find that recording because keep, I know that recording exists somewhere. Keep keep our
8: producer out of it, man. This is between me and you. But hey, man, <laughs> hey, man, happy New Year to you and the listeners. And uh, man, it's good to hear you hear from you hear you again, brother.
7: Yeah, yeah, man. You know we we talk all the time, but you know this is how we do. How we spend our Tuesdays together, and that is on you and the law. And uh, we're excited about going into 2021 with this with the podcast show. We've been on for several months now, and it's it's we've been having a lot of fun with it. We have gained a lot of listeners across the uh, the country, and so we're just hopefully everybody will continue to. To follow us and follow us on our social media Uh, You can follow us on Facebook At um, You and the law You can follow us on Instagram Uh, You can follow us on Twitter So um, We're we're all over social media But one of the biggest things we're excited about Is the Bachelor News Radio Network uh, Website where you can go And uh, listen to Our show and all the other shows That's on the Bachelor News uh, Radio Network And that is the TheBachelorNewsNetwork.com. You can uh, tune in and, and listen to all of our previous shows and share that, and encourage you to go through our Facebook page and like our page and and share some comments about the show and ask some questions. But you know, Keith, this is a show where we we, we talk about topics that are not, normally not talked about, and we have on guests who. Uh, you know, because we are two law enforcement people, but we have a variety of guests on our show and, and, uh, because we feel that our listeners, uh, deserve to hear what's going on across the country and, and, and how we can be informed and in talking about law enforcement matters and things that affect, uh, people in the, in the minority community.
8: Yeah, I mean, you know, you hear the nation, uh, especially communities of color, talk about re- reform and, and transparency and being able to communicate effectively with law enforcement. And I think it starts with us as, as um, police department CEOs. We we have to set that tone. And I think we do it on this on this uh, on this um, on this podcast.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Keith. I want to enter, bring on and introduce uh, our, our guest uh, to the show. Uh, we have uh, Just Eddie, and we have uh, another young lady who I, I just told me her, how to pronounce her last name, Keith. But man, I just don't want to to just destroy her name, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to us and our listeners. But we are excited to have them on the show because they're going to be talking about a case that uh, that took place some 20 years ago uh, in Oklahoma City, where uh, Julius Jones, a bright 19-year-old black male, uh, attending OU on an academic scholarship, and uh, he was charged with uh, with the murder and uh, was convicted of that, and has been on death row for the past 20 years. But he has gained so much support from around Oklahoma and, and all across the country from athletes as well as um uh you know Kim Kardashian. But uh Jess, uh, you know, thank you for being on the show and thank thank the other guests. But you guys introduce yourselves and uh tell us about um everything that's going on with Julius Jones. And I know Jess you're recovering from a hundred and thirty one mile walk, so how, how how are you recouping from that
6: yeah um it 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 it's mostly mental exhaustion at this point my legs are fine but it's um it, i think i speak for me francie and the, and the three others but uh, we we're, we're just tired of fighting uh, racism is a uh, exhausting and draining task um but I'm, 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 I'm happy to, that you guys could have us on the show. It's a pleasure to meet you, chief Humphreys. We, we miss you back here in Oklahoma. You kind of left us hanging, but it's cool. We hear you doing great <laughs> things out in little rock. Um, but, uh, I'll let Francie, uh, tell you, tell you more about how she's feeling because I know the work for her is heavy and she does it on a daily basis.
8: Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And, uh, I miss people back there too. So that means a lot to me.
6: Yes, sir.
7: Well, thank you for being with us, Francis.
9: Thank you. Uh, Hello, gentlemen. I'm Francie. And uh, yeah, I'm an attorney in the Oklahoma city area and I was one of the walkers and I'm, I'm with Jess. I'm, I'm exhausted, but I think the exhaustion is definitely what Jess was saying. It's, being tired of fighting racism. Um, I got a few toenails that have fallen off and (laughs) my back hurting. And, um, you know, I can still feel a few tendons in my legs that are still tight and need to be stretched out. And, you know, I just need to lay down and get more rest. It's kind of like that second day soreness or that fifth day soreness for those of us that have, um, been in athletics at any point in our lives, uh, it's kind of just now setting in, and I'm pretty tired at this point. But I appreciate you having us on the show tonight, and we're excited to share, you know, our passion for for criminal justice reform, but also <clears throat> our passion for
8: Julius and his story. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me say well, this, Vir- Virgil, Chief Green. Yeah. Go ahead. This young lady here is an amazing young lady. Her family is a very very good family out of Arlington, Texas. Uh, I worked with her mom a short time in Arlington when I was there. Uh, This young lady has got it going on. So uh, I I just wanted to say that to the listeners. We're we're talking about a young lady who is dedicated and passionate about what she does. But she comes from a good family. She comes from a good city. So I just had to say that, Francie. I just wanted to let everybody know. Well,
9: I appreciate that, well, you, Chief Humphrey. Thank
4: you.
7: Well, it's it, it, it's good that uh, Chief Humphrey knows you, and can and can pronounce your last name because I just told Jess. He tried to give me, and I said it right one time. He said, "Well, you got it." Well, I'm gonna let Chief Humphrey uh, it, it call you by your last name because I just don't want our listeners to say, "What did he just say?" So. Uh, again, uh, no. I think bad... I think
8: she doesn't have a problem. I don't think she has a problem with you calling her by first name, Virgil. Don't try to put me on the spot. <laughs> all
7: right, all right. Well, hey guys, we're we're getting ready to come up. Well, actually, we're coming up on our first break. But as soon as we come out of this break, we're going to get in and talk about uh, the justice for Julius Jones. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
5: If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into The Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed.
8: This is Dr. Larry Fidoa, host of The Dr. Larry Show on the Bachelor News Radio Network, inviting you to listen live every Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time at blogtalkradio.com. And the podcast... Every Monday through Saturday at eleven a.m.
4: Eastern Time
8: at the Bachelor News. Pro. I am called the Philosopher of Current Events, an independent, open minded conservative with my own ideas. If you are interested in advertising or having your own show, email us at labachelor forty at gmail.com.
5: Welcome back to you and Lamar on the Bachelor News Radio Network, WCOM uh, in Chapel Hill and Carver, station out there, six four six nine two nine zero one three zero the number to get in touch with Chief uh, Keith Swag Humphrey, and Virgil Green and their uh, guests. If you have questions, you can dial in, hit us up there. I will be screening calls. Uh, if you have a question, you let us know your name city and where you and and what your question or comment is if not you can stay on the line and enjoy this fantastic very fantastic of you and the law as i take it back to the brothers hosting the show uh i'm i'm neutral on this guys i'll have to go back to the, the archives to. <laughs> who uh, who's the, the, the lead host or the co-host or whatever the case may be, but uh, uh, you got to have to tell well, me. I'll go back to the archive and find.
7: It. Well, you know, I, I'm going to be the, the the bigger man in this LA, and I'm I'm going to from now on, from this day moving forward, I'm going to introduce Chief Swag as the host, and I'll be the co-host oh, of man. you and the law.
0: Man, well, you...
8: <laughs> hey, hey, LA, and let me I, say I, this real quick before we get started. He can he can never be the bigger man because he's only about five foot eight. I'm six three, so he'll never be the bigger man.
3: <laughs> wow!
0: Man.
5: <laughs> wow! Virgil, that's you supposed to say TMI. That's TMI, but uh, wow, that's, that's that, something uh, else. Man, that that is, is, that is,
7: that's man. something else. Wow. But, uh,
5: happy
0: Happy New Year's! Happy
5: New Year's to you guys and your. Uh, Happy New Year's to you, you and your uh, your family and your uh, your guests and your uh, audience.
7: Same
8: to
5: you, my right. brother. Thank Same you. to
7: you. Thank you. Well, hey, we uh, glad everyone is joined us back. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network, and uh, today we have uh, two uh, very special guests on the show with us who are going to be talking about the. Justice for Julius Jones and you know for those who are outside of the state of Oklahoma uh, and around the country I would encourage you to 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 look up uh, justiceforjuliusjones.com and and uh, here read about this uh, uh, what occurred with uh, Mr. Jones when he was 19 years old and he has always maintained his innocence and there's been compelling evidence that, uh, he was wrongfully convicted and he has, um, a lot of support and a lot of people that are trying to get his sentence, uh, commuted. And, uh, so just, uh, you know, thank you guys again for being on the show and, and, uh, we'll, we'll let you guys talk to us and our listeners about how you guys became involved in, in this, um, uh, justice for Julius Jones. And, uh, uh in, in how things are going and um uh, and, and we'll definitely talk about this hundred and thirty one mile track from Oklahoma City to uh the big M, the big McAllister, Oklahoma, where uh he has been for the past twenty years.
6: Yeah. Um well again we appreciate you all uh letting us um share and talk about Julius. You know, I, I came to be involved Um, with the Julius Jones coalition I met um, a really a fabulous amazing um, woman uh, C.C. Jones Davis um, who had I understood committed so much of her life to advocating for Julius um, and I just kind of stumbled upon her work um, and and took a, a, a deeper dive into you know what what Julius' story was there's a ABC uh, 2020 um, in depth documentary into really the facts of what happened um, and what's happened since uh, the late 90s when he was uh, convict charged and convicted and and, and so I, I got involved with that community here uh, in, in the black community on east side Oklahoma City um, a couple of church gatherings um, gatherings of the coalition at a church and. They brought in uh, Julius's attorneys um, and and other uh, at national and local advocates uh, to kind of talk about it and 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 it obviously you know I'm an activist in Oklahoma City and, and and deeply committed to not only racial justice but justice in all fronts and and it stood out to me as, as a severe instance of of injustice but also um you know the Julius Jones coalition is broad national but it is uh, it is comprised of such wonderful people people like um Francie here on the phone with me and and JB and some and Herb Roland and 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 Julius's sister Antoinette and mother Madeline and father Anthony and and when you have a, a this is one of the reasons why I love the work of activism but when you have a community uh, of advocates rallying around injustice. It, it brings around such dear people. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I was attracted to, um, Julius's case is because the people working to free him are some of the most incredible people I've ever worked with. And, and so, you know, just to touch a little bit on the, on the facts of the case of, of kind of the more egregious areas of, of problems, um, you know and then to, I'll let Francie kind of go into that with her legal knowledge being an attorney um she can really uh, enlighten everybody as as to what really the, some of the bigger problems are but and I'd like to hear your guys input on this but for, from the get go you know there was a this, you know Julius is accused of of shooting during an armed robbery of a a vehicle theft a, a shooting a white um wealthy a uh, businessman um, in his driveway and stealing a suburban. Um, and the suburban was discovered uh, a few days later in a known um, auto. Uh, what do you call it? Chop shop, uh, where stolen vehicles are were regularly chopped. And and it turns out the man who owned the chop shop and his associates were police informants already. And so they had kind of longstanding relationships with the police. Understood. The plea deal situations and, 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 and the kind of benefits one could get from if one were involved in a criminal enterprise, cooperating with police. And so they had existing relationships. And, and, and basically what happens is there's a description that comes out from the wife of, of the decedent, Mr. Paul Howell, that describes who shot her husband, and and the description happens to match – one of the associates of the owner of the chop shop, um, mm-hmm. but somehow through the detectiveing and investigating, um, different inconsistent stories and statements are given. And but at the end of the day, it comes out that all the involved persons in the criminal enterprise point to Julius, who is on a full mm-hmm. scholarship to OU. Who has an alibi? His, was with his family at the time. His entire family is willing to testify to that. Um, but it goes forward to the district attorney, who at the time was um, one of the most notorious district attorneys for pursuing the death penalty, death penalty being hard on crime. Uh, Bob Macy, they call him the hanging judge or, or something like that. You know, just mm-hmm. responsible for dozens of executions. And um, and then, you know, in the trial, the, the, the public defender neglects to put the family on on the stand to provide the testimony. Um, there's, you know, uh, plea deal uh, statements coming out uh, that, you know, you don't get the whole statement or the first statement. Uh, a juror, uh, one juror te- later says that there was another juror that said the N word in the jury deliberation room. So we've got racism on the. On the in the jury, and and you know, and then other things. There, there are several other issues that are just you know clear, and 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 you know, from that, I, I think Francie can really speak to some some more of those. Okay,
7: okay. Well, one of the things that I do want to put in just before Francie's come on is that you know, uh, in me preparing for the show and me already knowing about this, uh, guys and to our listeners that. You know, a well-known uh, uh, African-American movie star, she's a, produced, Viola Davis, produced a powerful documentary series that was called The Last Defense. And so, you know, I'm pretty sure that's something that we'll talk about uh, later on down the show. But just to let our listeners know that this is something that has uh, gained a lot of national attention And I know a lot of people will often say, well, you know, everybody says they're not guilty, but, you know, guys, I, you know, I just shared something on, on our social media page, uh, where a a man out of Michigan spent 37 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. And ultimately the, 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 key witness in the, that led to his conviction, she admitted that she lied. So, you know, we've talked about this on our show before. Uh, you know, Anthony Ray Hinton out of Alabama. There's so many people who have been wrongfully convicted who have spent 20, 30 plus years in prison, and it comes to find out that that they did not commit the crime. So, um, but I just wanted to put that in there that you know, Viola Davis had, had did a, a very uh, a good documentary on uh, that. Traces the path of Julius Jones and how It led him to, to death row But go ahead Francis
9: Sure So uh, I came to The Julius Jones Coalition and the fight for Julius and his freedom Also through meeting The very lovely and powerful C.C. C. Jones Davis Who um Today is actually her birthday, so happy birthday, Cece! And um, I met her and had just maybe one or two conversations with her, and she asked me if I would help her um, finish off her finishing touches on Julius's clemency packet that she had been working very hard on um, for really a year or so, and. I said sure so I showed up at her um, dining room table which was much of what she called her war room that she was you know pounding things out and really working so hard for Julius and I got to meet Antoinette who was Julius's sister and um, I spent you know what seems like forever but I think it was probably about 12 hours straight with no sleep at that war room, at that table, helping CeCe finalize that clemency packet and draft documents to make sure it was perfect. Um, and that's really when my my passion and my love was born for this case. Um, I had heard of the case prior to that, but I just, after that, I I couldn't, not continue to keep doing something for Julius after I had read all of the evidence and gotten really, you know, enthralled in the case as I did sitting there with Cece and Antoinette. Uh, From there forward, I met other people such as Jess and JB and, you know, other people in the coalition who were passionate about the case and, you know, started to feed off of their fire for it as well. Um, I'm a part of a leadership group here in Oklahoma called Leadership Oklahoma, in which takes a group of Oklahoma leaders to McAllister to to Big Mac every year. And they tour the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. So actually this year, earlier this year, or last year, 2020, I got to tour Big Mac. And uh, when we got to death row, I was really hoping that I would have a chance to meet Julius, but the guards told us that we would not have a chance to talk to anybody incarcerated. And that was okay. heartbreaking well, hey, for me. Yeah.
7: Okay. Well, hey, Francis, I don't want to cut you off, but we're, we're coming up on our, our next break, but okay. uh, as soon as we come out of this break, uh, we're going to get back in and, and, and talk about more about justice for Julius, but you're listening to you and the law on the bachelor news radio network. Donaldson Files presents Talk Radio Like
1: You've Never Heard It Before on the Bachelor News Radio Network. We
7: go live every Tuesday and Wednesday
1: on this network, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to the thebachelernews.airtime.pro.
0: We are on the
1: cutting edge and we are ahead of the curve on what is happening
2: while the media tries to catch
1: up. We talk issues from right to left.
2: Once a month, we have Ladies Night where we talk relationship in the 21st century and nothing is off-limits or taboo.
1: Donaldson Files on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Network.
3: Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
5: Network is LA Bachelor. Don't forget, uh, if you missed this broadcast, you can go to the website and check out the "You the Law" page at the Bachelor News Radio Network. You see uh, uh, Chief Keith Swag Humphrey and Virgil Green there, and uh, give your thoughts. There's a contact uh, button there. You can make your questions or comments after you listen to some of the shows. If you missed this one live. Rebroadcast are at the Bachelor News Radio Network.com. Back to Chief Humphrey and Virgil Green on the You and the Law Show on the Baskin News Radio Network.
7: Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Thanks for everybody joining us uh, on You and the Law on the Baskin News Radio Network. And we're going to jump right back in and uh, uh, pick back. Right back up where we left off We were talking with uh, Francis uh, About the uh, justice for Julius And uh, sorry to mean to Interrupt you and cut you off But we had to get to that break And uh, But uh, uh, So As you were telling us How you got involved with the case And how you visited McAllister and you were not able to uh, To see Julius Jones So uh, But you, you know Just kind of you know where are things at and where things are going and uh because you know i li- i followed you guys on your journey to mcallister and listened to you all uh to j b and you know sorry to, you know the j v couldn't be on with us but just listening to you guys communicate with Julius I definitely sounded like he was just overwhelmed with with um with all of the support and the and the things that you all were doing that also included his family on that 131 mile journey to McAllister.
9: Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm a little more long winded at some points that I was getting to the fact that I thought I wouldn't be able to meet Julius that day, but I um, kind of finagled my way through and spoke to the right person who was able to get me, About a 20 second conversation With Julius that day that I was at Big Mac and um, That's when I was able to Build a connection in terms of um, You know That day changed my life I got to speak with Julius Jones, an innocent man On death row and it made me feel Sick to my stomach that I was Leaving and he was staying there And that I couldn't take him with me And I didn't Want to Leave there and not continue to do something about trying to get him out. So, I've got, you know, my limited experience of knowing him and connecting with him. You know, his family obviously has their connection. JB knew him and grew up with him. Um, Irv played basketball against him growing up, and other people obviously know him and have friendships with him who are fighting for him with this coalition. So, those relationships. Um, no matter what their extent is, they're meaningful to us because they're driving us to do what it takes to um, realize his freedom. And um, he is, you know, he was our number one fan the whole way. He was calling us throughout the whole walk, morning, noon, and night to check in on us and see how we were doing. He was laughing at us a little bit, saying how (laughs) sore we were going to be and um, you know, he was telling us to start jogging, and we were saying, "Whoa, we can barely even walk at this <laughs>
7: Um,
9: well, You know, well, so well, I, he found some humor th- in it.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I, I know and Jeff could, could not do the jog. That that brother right there jog, he can only Jeff
0: walk. Jess was jogging. <laughs> Jess jogged the most of anybody, actually.
6: It's true. Well, and, well, I'm a little tougher than you know, Virgil.
0: Yeah. All
9: right, all
7: right, I got you. <laughs> and
9: uh, Julius, Julius, what I kept saying is, you know, if if somebody else was in this situation and Julius was on the outside, he would have been walking with us. He would probably be the one jogging the whole way because that's just who he is, and that's mm. um, that's 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 how big and deep his heart is. So yeah, it mm. was pretty amazing.
7: So so. Let us, let us and our listeners know, how did, how did you all come to do the, the, the journey to McAllister, the 131 miles? I know that, you know, this happened right before New Year's. Uh, was this something that you guys had been planning on doing? Uh, what kind of led up to you guys making that decision to, to make that walk from Oklahoma City to McAllister, which is 131 miles?
0: I can go tell ahead, the friends, story yeah.
9: if you want, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, we were actually at Jess Eddie's birthday party in 2020, and uh, we were talking about another um, prison uh, protest of love that had happened around Eddie Warrior for the women there, who had pretty much 100% of them had contracted COVID, and somebody did a demonstration for yeah. them. And I mm-hmm. said, well, let's do something for Julius at Big Mac and everybody said whoa that'd be really hard and really tough and we kind of just let it sit on us and we left Jess Eddie's birthday party and then all of a sudden that night J.B. texted Jess and myself and he said let's walk and Jess and I said what and J.B. (laughs) said let's walk let's walk from Oklahoma City to McAllister." and Jess and I didn't even budge we both just texted back I'm down and that's where the vision was born and we just took it from there and started planning
0: it. Mhm. Yeah.
7: Well, and I guess that, look, that came the, the walk for freedom. So, uh, team Humphrey, you have, uh, any, uh, questions for where I guess so far.
8: Yeah, I do. I was just sitting here listening and, and wanted to talk about their commitment and their, their passion. But I, the question I have, have you all received any pushback or, uh, from your, um, Uh, you know, uh, supporting, uh, you know, Julius, or, I mean, have you, have you got any pushback or um, are you all, is there any uh, funding donations or things that go toward this effort or are you all doing it pro bono?
6: Oh, it's, uh this is a volunteer campaign i think all from the bottom to the top of the coalition now uh, um and this is a good opportunity to plug the justiceforjuliusjones.com website where there is ability to contribute to things like you know legal services and costs for julius and and then also you know other uh media efforts to raise awareness um that i think i think that's where the bulk of contributions go um, but I know none of us uh, do this work for, um, you know, regarding Julius for 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 any kind of, you know, we don't make any money, and in fact, we, we I think all of us give as much as we can. Regarding pushback, oh, you know, it's Oklahoma, and uh, this is still a, um, a a very conservative state, um, very um, 1980s, 1990s law and order, uh, hard-on crime uh, mindset in the majority of our population and among the majority of our uh, elected officials, particularly at the state. And so really from the present district attorney, who had nothing to do with that, with Julius's case um, in terms of the initial trial, uh, all the way up to the attorney general and the governor have Have uh, particularly the attorney general have been very, um, you know, uh, pushed back strongly, I should say, um, against the notion that Julius um, is innocent or um, deserves uh, an opportunity um, to be heard in a in a legal context that's free from uh, racism and is impartial. Um, You know, that's the kind of. Um, the emphasis that uh, really has been on this is is that you know in the legal community we use the term exculpatory evidence, which is mm-hmm. any evidence that tends to um, say suggest one is innocent, and we know that there's a, a there is you know a, a bulk of exculpatory evidence that wasn't introduced at trial. Um, and that because each opportunity Julius has had in in a court of law, um, because of the handling of the case from the policing, the police investigation, and the original prosecution, so much evidence is not available to Julius at the appellate stages. And so this is a case where the system has truly failed. You know, the system relies on uh, 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 – transparency and let's say ethical uh, commitments ethical obligations of attorneys law enforcement to you know be transparent about particularly exculpatory evidence when it comes to uh, presenting that in court uh, presenting that to the defense um and and then this is a case where over the years things like jailhouse uh, statements from um cellmates with um States witnesses who uh, were critical to Julius's conviction, whose testimony um laid, laid forth the conviction um one in particular uh, chris jordan um, who who whose hair and i and, and who physically matches the identity um, and description of the assailant um, you know got an exchange got a plea deal for pleading against Julius and did like what ten fifteen years. Um, and You know, mm-hmm. we have his old later cellmates who are saying, you know, he told me in prison, uh, under oath, um, sworn statements. He told me in the cell that that he had set up Julius, and and there's no, you know, the, the there's more than that that has just not been able to be included in the procedure in the process going forward. And Ju- at this time, Julius has exhausted his appeals. He's at the last and final stage where he's pleading with the Pardon and Parole Board of Oklahoma for clemency in the form of commutation to time served. And, and he, if the Pardon and Parole Board does recommend that, it's only a recommendation to the governor. And we have a, a governor who thus far hasn't shown much inclination um, to exonerate or, or, or grant clemency to Julius. We're optimistic about that. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a tough situation. Okay.
7: Well, hey guys, we're we're getting ready to come up on our next break. Uh, but you know, one of the things that uh, you know, with with both of us, you know, me and my co-host being in law enforcement, and a lot of people will will probably you know ask some questions. You know, why do a show like this? And the reason that we're doing a show like this is because we have seen so many uh, black men and black women uh, be wrongfully convicted and spend 20, 30 years in prison and to be found that they were not guilty. Uh, And so this is a a very important story to get out. But, uh, but guys, we're going to take, take this next break, but. Listen to you and the law. You're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
5: Join Barry Barnes for Locker Talk on the Bachelor Pad Network as he presents NFL news and evaluates players Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern at BlogTalkRadio.com. Houston okay
0: with
5: Amazon music a voice is all you need get access to over 50 million songs download the Amazon music app today
0: hi I'm Amanda Pete like all new parents my husband and I want what's best for our baby when it was time for our daughter's immunizations we wanted the facts so we carefully researched vaccines we spoke with doctors and other experts and asked some tough questions. We decided that vaccines were the best thing for our child. I urge you to get the facts. Learn the facts about vaccines so you can make the best healthcare decisions for your family. Thank you.
6: A message from the American Academy of Pediatrics and
1: vaccinateyourbaby.org.
5: Welcome back to You and the Law on the Best News Radio Network, W T O M and Chapel Hill and uh, Carbo, North Carolina. I know your mind is not playing tricks on you. It's uh, Keith Virgil Green and uh, Keith, Keith Swag uh, Humphrey uh, doing the broadcast. Remember, 646 929 130 is the number to get in touch with them. Chat room's open. Their Facebook uh, page is open. And again, if you miss any of their broadcasts. You can go uh, to the website on their You and, and the Law page at the News Radio network.com As I go back to Chief Swag Humphrey and, of course, Chief Virgil Green.
7: Hey, thank you, L.A., we want to welcome all of our listeners back to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Uh, and we have uh, two uh, very special guest on the show today. We're talking about the case uh, that involved Julius Jones and the, the recent uh, walk for freedom uh, from Oklahoma City to McAllister to the uh, uh, prison where he's been for the for the past 20 years. But uh, the guys uh, again, this is uh, a case that, that has gained so much uh, not just attention in Oklahoma, but attention from around the country where we we had athletes uh former OU athletes baker mayfield and Trey Young and Russell Westbrook with the NBA and so many other people have came out Kim Kardashian um, and so when people just don't just say hey I believe this person is is innocent just because I mean they they have to have a lot of facts for them to put their name uh uh, on this here, so just kind of speak to us about, you know, how all this has has taken place over the years, and and uh, and and kind of, you know, where where is this going? I know you said at the end of the break that, you know, at the end of the day, this is going to be left up to the governor of Oklahoma to make that uh, de- decision. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, we, we continue to hear so many cases about innocent men being uh, convicted, and then you kind of find out that they uh, were not guilty of the crime that they had been sitting on death row for 20, 30 years. Uh, And I know you guys are very optimistic about it, but uh, where where are things going, And, and where do things go from here?
9: Well, I mean, as you said, we're extremely optimistic that the people who have the authority and the power to free Julius Jones will free him. Uh, but Julius really, over the course of our walk, really, he says it best. Um, he he told me, he said, you know, even if this walk or all the efforts that have led up to this walk, um, and that will continue after this walk for his freedom, even if they don't uh, result in saving his life, he hopes that the, the impact of all of these, of all of these efforts results in changing the criminal justice system at large, and that maybe these efforts will save someone else's life, even just one other person who's innocent on death row. And um, I think that's extremely profound and not necessarily what we want to hear after we've walked 131 miles for for Julius in his name. But Mm -hmm. he just has, he had that thought that this is bigger than him and that systematic change is truly needed. And if, if systematic change happens in his name, you know, he'd be, he'd be, Pleased and honored by that, but um, obviously we're hopeful that um, we're hopeful that Julius will receive commutation and receive credit for his time served. Um, because at this point, you know, the way Jeff Jeff did a wonderful job explaining all the legalities, um, there is no more legal. Remedy for him other than this commutation, um, and and exec it, through executive clemency. So, mm. um, if if the governor does not save Julius's life, there is no other option for him. And so that's mm-hmm. really where it goes from here.
7: Okay. Well, I have a question for either one of you. You know, you were just, you know, uh, has there been, you know, oftentimes. You know our elected officials on the state level, their influence with, and this is a new governor coming in. Uh, he's been in office, with, uh, obviously coming up a, right at a year. Has has there been any uh, conversation with our, our black legislators, our black caucus, to to get them involved and and, and see how they can use their their uh, voices with with the the governor?
6: Yeah, you know, I mean, I've seen most, if not all, of the Oklahoma Legislative Black Caucus had a Julius Jones event or in a Julius Jones, Justice for Julius Jones shirt. And, you know, but it kind of goes back to this being the most conservative state in the nation. I mean, I, I think we are. If not, you guys know we're right up there. Um, the, the the black caucus, even the Democratic caucus, is such the minority status here that it, it's very difficult for us to do much, much, other than you know kind of what we're doing, which is is raising uh, public awareness and increasing public attention, even for the legislators and and, and electeds that are that are allies, you, you know, and what I what I I, I one of the things i'll tell you um uh chief is is that has been most surprising is a lifelong oklahoman you know i uh be honest i i've been disillusioned with the republican party um but I have experienced um and witnessed in in, in recent months regarding um around the julius case because of the abundance of really um Really strong evidence that casts doubt on his conviction and, and really points to his innocence. Not so much publicly, but really behind the scenes in in, in more candid, private settings, the Republicans are kind of you know open to saying, have been open to saying, and have said this this kind of smells. This doesn't look good, and we need a mm-hmm. we can't execute well, an innocent man.
7: Yeah, and you and you know, Jess, and it's good you you know you just made that that point because we, one of our listeners that's listening to us, Renee, um, she asked this question, uh, and I think it's real relevant um, to what's going on. She wants to know: uh, Have you guys received any death threats, especially in this racist Trump era?
6: Oh, I get death threats all the time. I hope Francis well, I mean, doesn't. just
7: in, in related, just in related to to this case with Julius Jones, because you're going to have people who who are going to just say he was he was convicted by a, a jury, may not have been a jury of his peers, but he was convicted by a, a jury. And hey, live with it. But you know, again, with all the hype and everything that we've seen, uh, how how has that been? Related around The efforts for justice for Julius I don't want to I
6: want to have an opportunity to answer that But I do want to say that One of the really special things And this speaks to Julius's family And, and really to C.C. Jones Davis Is that this Julius Jones coalition Isn't a, a typical activism Of loud protests And civil disobedience or disruption uh, the, 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 these people, uh, me and, and us, when we do this, we are, I don't know, when you're working for Julius, uh, for, it, 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 it takes things to another level that calms, it seems to have a calming effect on both your opponents and your supporters. That is not typical advocacy where you're getting kind of really an intense escalation and and that mm-hmm. kind of goes back to what I was saying about you know having some straightforward conversations with t- you know typical opponents who are kind of I mean this is about a man's life and 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 surprising to me I've never seen it except for in this in this work and for Julius but it really speaks to the sincerity and the and the realness of of his family of him of of Cece how you know they have made this um, this work and this and, and 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 this story um very human and very touching and so i think it it's kind of disarming to people and it it hasn't at least to my knowledge instigated the kind of of violent rhetoric uh that that we see elsewhere in the country and even here in Oklahoma. Francie what do, what do you think?
9: I would agree yeah. with what justice said um mm-hmm. I've re- personally have received nothing but support. Um, however, I know um, JB, not necessarily concerning Julius's case. Death threats are not uh, unusual for JB when he fights for for racial justice on other occasions. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. that he's received them concerning the Julius case, but um, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh I know that we have received people reaching out to certain members of our walking group um sort of saying that you know there 's another side of the story there 's the victim the victim's side of the story, and of course we- have, we fully acknowledge that a life was lost, and that 's very tragic and um you know our our hearts and our prayers have always gone out for the victim 's family in julius 's case. All, all that we have maintained is that Julius is not the culprit, and now we have two families that have essentially lost a family member um because Julius's family is now without their family member um due to the case and so um that that is generally the response we get is just a lot of love and respect and admiration for what we're doing um And most of the opposition is coming from the larger leaders like the Attorney General. That's all I've seen.
0: Okay.
7: Okay. Well, hey, guys, we we got another question from another listener. Uh, Sheila in Texas asked a question for me and Chief Humphrey and and you guys as well. Uh, How important is this, the uh, Democrats winning the Senate and controlling all three branches of government? play play into real police reform uh, and criminal justice reform and getting innocent uh, people of color uh, uh, who are on death row. And, you know, I think, you know, as we know, you know, tonight is a big Senate race in in Georgia, and uh, that's going to tip the scale of of how things are going to take place over the next four years. But under you know Obama we had the 21st century community policing that that Biden was was heavily involved with um and so uh just kind of you know we we coming up on the last couple of minutes of the show but kind of give us briefly your your thoughts about that if if any
6: I think that's your area of expertise Francie
0: <laughs> okay
9: I think of both. I mean, I think that we saw in 2020 a political shift. It shifted how policing, you know, occurred across our country and what was allowed, what what racism was overlooked, and how people were free to come out of the, their true closets of racism and show how they've always been, and, and it carried into our policing, and we saw... um I won't say uh, an increase in in police brutality cases because they've always been high, but I think we saw them become more exposed and televised and um, almost overlooked on purpose. But I think having a democratic presence as a, um, at our capital is a is a unique opportunity for. Um, police departments across the country to decide where they stand with reform and start to really do the research and implement those reforms um, and you know show their true color on whether or not they think their individual departments um, are performing at their best level concerning how they treat people of color and um it will be another another way that our country tells the truth about itself. And so um, I'm personally excited about it because I think that it offers that opportunity for for reforms to be made, but also, you know, you can start to see what parts of the country are not going to be committed to that, at least, for a long time to come and you can start to pick and choose where it's going to be safe for you to live if you're a person of color. And, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately that's a reality and, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's just kind of the way I see it. But, um, I, I think it's a, I th- I see it as an opportunity and it's exciting
7: Yeah, okay. Let me just say, Virg,
8: I know we're wrapping wrapping up, but I I appreciate both of them. And I think it is going to give us an opportunity to have an open discussion and not a one-sided discussion uh, regarding law enforcement and reform. Uh, Not to say that nothing's wrong, is going on, everything is fine, but at least an open mind at the table. So I just wanted to
6: say that. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, you know, we're – Oh, I'm sorry, Virgil. I, I don't know if it's too late, but JB just walked in the room with me, and uh, he just wanted to jump on to say thank you for talk discussing this.
7: It, yeah, hey, us... put it, put him on, put him on. JB, JB how you, there? you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm here. I'm doing well. How are JB, you? JB, how you doing? I'm doing good. All right, hey, glad glad, glad glad you could finally join us. Uh, uh, and man, uh, you know all of the. the the work you're doing, I know it's not, it's going definitely appreciated by the uh, Jones family and everybody else. But, you know, guys, we're, we're uh, go ahead and, and uh, JB.
5: Oh, I just wanted to say just, you know, thank you for just giving us the opportunity to, uh, you know, talk about what we did and uh, kind of share the story. Um, And, you know, I just appreciate any, any opportunity to, um, you know, uh, bring attention to, you know, something that we feel is so important. Okay. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you
7: guys. And I know we've got a lot of people that are listening uh, uh, in Oklahoma, especially in Oklahoma city area, but you know, guys, we definitely thank you all for uh, coming on the show and talking about uh, justice for for Julius. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point we can uh, get you guys to come back on the show and, um, uh, uh, so, but again, we, we thank everyone for listening to the show. But we'll see you next week. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Back of the News Radio Network.
5: Tune in to You and the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Tune in to You and the Law with Chief Virgil Green and Chief. Tune